It's 9 o'clock. Jim and the Buckeye Boy, thanks for hanging out with us. From the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Sometime this hour, your last chance to get qualified for Buffalo Wild Wings big game giveaway. Table for Chicken six. Wings. Medium spicy. 50 wings at Buffalo Wild Wings this Sunday for the big game. Where she can catch all the action of Chiefs, 49ers on the team. Coverage starts at noon. Kickoff at 4.30 from Allegan, no, I mean Allegiant Stadium. Oh, boomer. Yep. Coming up this Sunday right here on the Team Sports Network. All right, uh, so we'll have a final qualifier. Still a chance to win a bottle of wine, by the way, from uh, Talon Wine. And uh, a quick, quick wine about my dog, Guinness. Mm-hmm. Love him. But we had the dog door that was in the sliding door to go out back. And because it's a little tough to, to weatherproof it to the level I'd like to. So it's more of a spring-summer kind of thing. Yeah. So I took it out. So now he goes to the back door, which is a good boy. He does it. He goes to the back door. But at night now, it's like every 10 minutes, he wants to go outside. Now that he has to go to the bathroom, I think he's just screwing with us. I think he's just being a Delta Bravo. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it. It's like, I'm going to go to the door. Oh, they need to let me out. Huh. I don't really need to go out to use the bathroom. I'm just just going to go outside and screw around. I'm just screwing with him. Mm Mm-hmm. We and I sleep. And I really I can have, sleep all day. Yeah. What are they sleeping for? Well, we're not really asleep because he goes in his crate at night. It's like when we're sitting there watching TV. Oh, okay. He'll okay. walk to the door like, I want to go out. Well, you were just out like 10 minutes ago. I want to go out again. Mm-hmm. Why? Just because I want to. Just because I want to like see for you. For six months, I get to go out whenever I want. Because I want to see you get up off the yep. sofa, dude, and open the door for me. Because I have that kind of power over you. Just being an absolute jerk. We have the electric footrest on the sofa, so you can't really quickly get up. Same here. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So half the time now, I don't even put it up anymore yeah. because I know I'm going to have to get up. But I've also resorted to, no, I'm not letting you out. I just, right. I will let you out. I tell him this like he's going to understand this. I'll let you out in 30 minutes. Like he's going to go, okay. He's going to look at the clock and be like, got it. It's like, well, why am I wasting Understood. my breath? Yeah. Why am I telling him this? He's like, sure, 30 minutes, no problem. He's a dog. He just doesn't care. No concept of time. No concept of time either. That's also part of the problem. And get him a watch. <laughs> All right. It's uh, time to talk CSU Rams basketball with the voice of the Rams, Brian Roth. Talking CSU with the voice of the Rams, Brian Roth, on the Jim Davis Show. Last night, the Rams taking down Boise State at Moby Arena. Rams on a nice little three-game winning streak right now and. He's been there to call them all. Brian Roth joins us. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Hey, doing well. Yeah, all is right in Ramsland once again, much to the delight of Ram Nation. Absolutely. After that uh, really tough stretch with the loss at Nevada, the loss at Wyoming, and how that game finished, uh, great win at home against San Diego State, followed by the win at Fresno State, 73-61, and then back home, taking on Boise State last night, lost to them earlier in the season, a little payback last night for the Rams against the Broncos. Yeah, no question about that. And, you know, you go back to that Wyoming game, Jim, and, you know, you, you, you give that thing away. <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. Well, we'll give 11.8 in the final minute. If CSU doesn't have that historic collapse in that game, Rams, as we sit here this morning, are, are, are in a tie for first place in the Southwest Conference. Now, you are who you are, um, and the Rams are 6-4. and four. They did lose that game. But 
nonetheless, Rams are playing much better basketball. Yeah, you're right. They had a revenge game last night against Boise State. You know, it's a, a Bronco team that, you know, you look at all the bracketology. They are in the Mountain West. Uh, they're in, sorry, they're, they're in the uh, NCAA 2A tournament. Uh, right now, they're a tournament team. Uh, Colorado State obviously is too. So that's an important game last night for each of those ball clubs. Colorado State and Boise State, a chance to, again, put another notch on that resume. Rams went to Boise back in January and didn't play. I think it, I think it was probably the poorest the Rams played all season long. Now, certainly you have to credit Boise State for uh, helping the Rams play play poor in that first meeting. It was a 65-58 win for the Broncos. And the Rams, the 58 points was a season low, still is a season low for a Colorado State team that averages 80 points per contest. But, boy, it's, it's, it's a lot different when you play somebody at Moby Arena uh, it was packed again last night. The student section was off the hook. They, they were just incredible. And you're right. They got the revenge in a game that Colorado State really was, uh, Jim, in control virtually from the opening tip. 75-62 win last night for uh, CSU over uh, Boise State. Rams are now 18-5 and overall, 6-4 and in conference play. And before we talk about Isaiah Stevens and, and the, the game he had last night, the Rams' defense came up huge last night, and a lot of that was shutting down the Broncos' Max Rice, the reigning Mountain West Player of the Week. He averaged 23.5 points uh, per game and wins over Air Force in New Mexico. 11 points last night. That was a big factor in the Rams getting that win at Mopi. Yeah, no question. And yeah, Rice had 35 in a win at the pit last week in front of 15,000 fans in Albuquerque. And nothing to sneeze at when you can go into a hostile environment like the pit is and, and light the Lobos up for for 35, and especially a Lobo team that was, at that point, the hottest team in the in the entire nation in a, in a top-20 team. So, yeah, um, no question the defense was great. You know, the, the funny thing is you look back to the first meeting back on January the 9th and, and Nico Medved was upset after that game. He said, look, you, you go on the road in a place like Boise, you hold the team to 65 points, 39% shooting. You should win that game. The defense showed up. The offense didn't. Well, here in the rematch between the Broncos and the Rams last night, both the defense and the offense showed up. But the defense was terrific again. And again, the Boise State team is a very good offensive team. And to hold them to 62 points last night on 41% shooting uh, was just terrific. I mean, I can't tell you how many hands the Rams got on basketballs last night, whether or not they resulted in a turnover or not. Colorado State had active hands. They shut down the Broncos on the perimeter. And Tyson Dagenhart had 25 last night for, for Boise State, and he's a first-team all-conference player. He's a terrific player, a eight post player out of Spokane. But CSU decided going into the game last night they weren't going to double the post. They said, look, we're going to play Dagenhart one-on-one, and if that means that he's going to get his, that's fine. We're going to take away the other scores on the team. And Shibuzo Abo, the tech, tech transfer, and Max Rice, who you just mentioned. Uh, and the Rams certainly did that. And another great collective defensive effort by CSU. CSU voice Brian Roth with us today on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. And then uh, the other end of the floor, Rams got off to a really good start shooting the basketball, Brian. 8 of 10 from the field last night, 52.2%. Nick Clifford was really good, eight first-half points. But uh, they got off. they got into a really good rhythm early on offensively. Well, they did, and, and remember we were talking to you last week about the win against San Diego State. 
um, you know, to get them kind of back off the mat ball in the Wyoming game and, and kind of got some of that offensive swagger back in that game. You know, they, they went up 17-4 to in that game over the Aztecs and, and went on to win that contest. Last night, again, came out shooting the basketball well, getting a lot of a lot of good looks to, to take control. And it was an efficient night offensively. Rams were not great from downtown. They only went 4 of 15 from beyond the three-point arc last night. But if you look at the field goals inside the three-point arc last night, Colorado State was 23 of 33. That's going to win you a lot of basketball games. When, when you can do that, you get a lot of stuff going towards the rim. Colorado State had 40 paint points last night. And another staple of when Colorado State was really playing well in November – and into December, and of course they put together that non-conference resume. That um, was one of the best non-conference resumes that that uh, you know certainly in the Mountain West Conference, but one of the best non-conference resumes in the, in the nation. Everybody was scoring uh, for CSU. They had a lot of assists. And you look at the stat sheet last night; they only had three in double figures, but they had seven players that scored seven or more. And so that was a game in which. The ball was moving, as, as Nico Bedbad likes to say. He wants to see the ball have energy. And the ball had energy just moving all over the court offensively last night. And the Rams assisted on 22 of their 28 baskets last night. And when you can do that, uh, you're, you're probably going to score points and, and win a lot of basketball games. Rams play-by-play voice Brian Roth with us today on the uh, Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Isaiah Stevens had 16 points, 11 assists. Joel Scott, 13 points. Patrick Cartier had 10. So he had the, the two big guys combining for 23 points last night. So, uh, like you said, um, good output uh, for, from those guys, but most, most notably, obviously, Isaiah Stevens. Double-double uh, last night for him. Yeah, he's so good, Jim. I mean, he, he can make the game look so easy at times. I, he had 11 assists last night. To go along with the 16 points, a double-double is fifth of, of the season. But, you know, he's one of those players where – all of a sudden you look up, and, and, and sometimes you don't notice him, and I guess maybe it's because I'm stat courtside and watched him for five years now that, that you know, nothing surprises me anymore. But he pay, plays at his own pace, and he nobody speeds him up. And he just dictates the game so much in the way that he plays. But, you know, I remember midway through the second half, I looked up, I'm like, wow, Stevens has 14 points and, and eight assists. I didn't. Didn't realize he had the eight assists, but you know, if you go back and watch the, the game again and watch the film, be like, oh, yes, that's right. He led his play, led to that basket. Oh, yeah, his play led to that basket. If you gave him hockey assists, he, he'd probably have 20 assists in, in the game. So uh, he's just that type of player. He's fun to watch. He can completely control the game, whether it's by getting other people involved or if it's taking over and, and scoring the basketball himself. So, He's been a, a lot of fun to watch for Colorado State, and he's got to continue to play like that. But the Rams want to try to get back in this Mountain West Conference championship race, and if, if the Rams want to continue to try to try to improve the seed that uh, you know they're going to get in the NCAA tournament, he's he's got to continue to be a magician. CSU voice Brian Roth with us today on the Team Sports Network, and yeah, you're just we're looking ahead to the NCAA tournament uh, right now, Colorado State. Uh, currently 31st in the Ken Palm, so uh, that's that's a good number for the the Rams right now as we look toward the postseason. So coming up, it's uh, San Jose State uh, for uh, the Rams and uh, at Fort Collins uh, this Friday. Um, and so Tim Miles uh, returns to uh, to Fort Collins. Uh, San Jose State uh, 
have a bit of a, a rough stretch here in conference play. Yeah, Wolf. I mean, they're having a big rough stretch. One and nine in conference play, and they have lost six straight games. And you now this was a, a team that what was like seven and five in the non-conference. And and you know, of course, it was the San Jose State team that had a breakout year last year, led by Amari Moore, who has bounced uh, between the G League and the NBA this year. He's no longer on the team, and they've lost six straight games. They lost last night at home to Fresno State, and you know, Jim, they. Um, They've had some heartbreak. I mean, they've lost on a couple of last-second shots uh, at the buzzer here this year. They lost at Wyoming on a last-second shot, lost at Fresno State on a last-second shot. But they played some teams tough. I mean, they had a double-digit lead with under 10 minutes to go against Boise State back early in the conference. Couldn't hold on to it. Nearly beat San Diego State uh, at home. Ended up losing by three. So it's a team that loves to jack three. They average 25 three-point attempts per contest. That's a lot. And they shoot 35% from deep. So so they make their fair share as well. But they are struggling right now. But make no doubt about it, uh, Tim Miles is going to have something up his sleeve as he comes into Moby Arena here on uh, on Friday night. But it's a game Colorado State should win. It's a game that Colorado State really needs to win. And they really have to win. Uh, it's, it's, it's a quad four game. You can't lose quad four games at home. You can't lose quad four games in general, but uh, you certainly can't lose them at home. All right, Brian, always appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us this morning, and uh, have a great call coming up Friday when the Rams take on San Jose State. Always appreciate the time. All right, thanks, Jim. All right, take care. Hey, Brian, before you go, before you go, oh. you still there? I forgot, I was going to ask you, your pick for Sunday's big game, what do you like? <laughs> Rooting like heck for the 49ers. <laughs> and right there with you. San Francisco. I hope Kansas City gets beat by 35. That's my hope. <laughs> the, but you didn't ask what I hope. No, I yeah, but what do you think? Okay, that's your hope. What do you think happens Sunday? I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. And if I'm going into a Super Bowl, I want the best player in the NFL. I think Kansas City wins. Yeah, I, 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 I have that feel. Yeah, you hope you... I'm with you. I hope they lose, but I think they're probably going to win. I, I, he's, he's just too good. They're starting to play well now. and It's, it's, it's hard to uh, go against him. But, uh, you know, all, all the Denver and Colorado ties uh, with, with San Francisco, it's hard, hard not to root for, for them. And, and, you know, plus the uh, Chiefs fans, are, and they have been too fat and happy for a long time just sitting on a pile of wins and Super Bowl appearances. And it's uh, really it's wine about a Wednesday, right? It is wine about a Wednesday. Here's. Yeah. yeah. But then again, what else do you have in Kansas City other than the Chiefs? So, what are you going to do? Just sign Bobby Witt to 14 years. <laughs> Across the parking lot. Like- yeah, they got the, the Royals, which won more games than the Rockies did. Some really good hard, barbecue. So. Yeah. So. And listen, I, I like Kansas City. I can't. I, I, I went to college at KU for a couple of years. So, um, I, I know Kansas City well. What was your favorite thing about Kansas City? The thing you actually did like about Kansas City? Oh, well, we used to go to the, uh, the uh, it's called Westport, a little bar area down there in, in Kansas City. So, And I remember seeing a Rush at the old Kemper Arena. I don't know if Kemper Arena is still standing. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, it, it might be. You know, they have a new uh, 
arena downtown and yeah, I think it's like the uh, light and power district uh, downtown, which wasn't a really around when I was in college. Um, but, uh, you know, they have the new T-Mobile arena downtown there. But uh, the old Kemper Arena, some good memories there. I remember going to see Rush when I was an 18-year-old young lad. Are you still a Rush fan, or were you ever a Rush fan, or just some some guys were going, hey, I'll go see Rush? No, I, I liked Rush growing up. I was a big classic rock fan when I was growing up in high school, Tim. So I liked all of that stuff. I mean, I liked all of the 1970s music. I mean, I was obsessed with Pink Floyd back in the day. Uh, but, I mean, listen, if a Rush song comes on, I mean, I know a lot of them, most of them. Um, but I don't. There's nothing. I. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not on my uh, on my phone or on my iTunes on my computer. No, there, no rushes there. But, yeah, there's not the obsession know. for rush that that obviously permeates you like widespread panic. No, oh no, 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 no. Or the Grateful Dead. No, no. But it, but if I if I hear closer to the heart come on the radio, I'll I'll, I'll listen to it. Right. You'll you'll, you'll rock out to and it. Working man, come on. I'm I'm gonna listen oh, to yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Neil Peart, Getty Lee, let's go. Exactly. The late, great Neil Peart. Yeah, he was a phenomenal drummer. And I, I saw a piece on my favorite old person show, CBS Sunday Morning, where they had uh, Alex Lifeson and uh, Getty Lee. They have uh, the the brewery up in Canada. And uh, they're, they're talking about maybe, possibly trying to find somebody to, to play drums and go out on tour again at some point. They're, wow. they're kind of kicking that idea around, maybe. They wanted to, to give it the proper time, but uh, they may find a, a, price, a replacement for Neil Parrott and go out on tour. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to put out the sound that they put out with, with three dudes is incredible. And most women are going, oh, dear Lord, it's Rush. We can't stand them. It's a scientific <laughs> fact. Most some people women, on this show, too. Most women hate Rush, and some dudes do, too. Hey, Brian. Oh, well, yeah. Hey, to each his own, but Rush was a big part of my high school days for sure. No doubt about it. Hey, Brian, appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you guys. Right, take care. All right. There he goes. Brian Roth has seen Rush at Kemper Arena in Kansas City. I've never seen Rush. Got in, very in, close to saying no. I was really <laughs> close to saying no, I'm not a Rush fan. Eh, I mean, if they're, if they're on, I guess. I'll, yeah. you know, I saw the stick around. It's like Kendis saw them in concert back in Cedar Rapids, you know, back in the 70s. I mean, the height, mm-hmm. the pinnacle of the of, rush. You know, exactly. Rush. And not a fan. They, she I went, get it. She went with probably her brothers or friends or whatever. Uh, some of the shows that my wife has seen when she lived back in the Midwest, I just... She has this picture frame full of tickets, ticket mm-hmm. stubs from shows. Oh, my gosh. Just people go, I would have killed to see fill in the blank. Yeah. Back, I mean, back when they were great, like REO Speedwagon and bands like that. And Speedwagon ever great? Um, high in fidelity. Hot take, I'm going to say no. High in, uh, let's see. The what... Uh, you, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. That was a pretty good album. High Infidelity was it was a multi-Grammy award-winning album. I like some of their stuff. I don't like all their stuff. Some of their stuff is good. And they were in Ozark as part of a money laundering scheme in the well, TV show Ozark. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Well, they're they're in Ozark. Okay? We're in second season of... Spoiler alert. We're in second season of <laughs> okay. Ozark. Well, it's not like it's 
It's he, not integral to the plot. No, it's part of the plot where it's not the, like Ruth getting waterboarded or anything. No, it's it's the, the birds utilize Ario Speedwagon to help that sounds about to right. help launder some money, some drug money. That sounds like Marty Birds type yeah, of rock. Marty and Wendy, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're you'll like the rest of it. And it I'm enjoying it so far. We just I mean, we get sidetracked with like season five and six of the crown. It's like, oh what? Well, here we go. Back into this. I and will say that the, en- the ending of it, not everybody liked it, but I, I didn't think it was a bad ending to the to the series. My wife is watching it for the second time with me for the first time. I'm watching it for the first time. She, I don't think she was super thrilled with the way it ended. It, she's very frustrated. It was not. It was not a boom. We're done. This is very open ended. Very open ended. Like NYPD Blue. Yeah. Uh, Sopranos. Life continues so, on, apparently, for these Sopranos people. is very up, very much up to your interpretation of, does Tony and, do yeah, they get whacked? really stupid. Do though, they get whacked? Chase. This, this is a, it's open-ended, but it's also, to me, not unsatisfying. It's not where I go, gotcha. well, I don't, I don't, they could, they could come back and do another season of it. They really could if they wanted to. Or yeah, you could the just bills are coming due, you know. Or you just say, we're done here. You know, we're, we're Jason Bateman and Laura Linney, they like, we don't need to come back and do it. Yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah. All right, 922, we'll take a break. We'll come back. It is signing day for a lot of local area athletes, among them some Central Warriors. We'll have that coming up next on The Jim Davis Show. First of all, it's hilarious. Warped, twisted individuals. Yes. Yeah! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Central Warrior sports on The Jim Davis Show. Today is National Signing Day, and uh, Central Warriors uh, putting pen to paper to sign their letters of intent. And uh, our uh, conversation with Christina Manzanares and Rylan Ostrand brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Christina Manzanares and Rylan Ostrand join us right now on the team line. How are you guys doing this morning? Good, how are you? Doing fine. We, we appreciate you coming on for a few minutes. I know that uh, the signing event's coming up uh, very soon at 945 this morning, but I uh, want to get you on for a few minutes to talk about uh, your decision to sign with your respective institutions. And, Christina, we'll, we'll start out with you. Uh, you're going to go to your, uh, Aurora University in Illinois. Uh, what led you to make the decision to go all the way out to the Midwest to continue your basketball career? Well, I definitely um, wanted to get out of Colorado um, and, you know, try something new. And this school happened to see me play this summer, and I decided to, you know, take the trip out. And I ended up actually loving the campus and loving the coach and the team. And I kind of just felt welcomed right away. So that kind of just led my heart to make that decision to go there. And they're playing some pretty good basketball right now. Uh, This this season's edition, 16-6, and they're 9-4 in conference play. Uh, kind of take us through what uh, what they, they talked about in terms of the role you'll play going forward once you finally arrive on campus. Um, Definitely, like, they're definitely, like, a fast-paced offense, and they need, like, a guard, so that's why I came in. But um, I'm definitely, like, yeah, they're definitely a good team. You know, they, they always have good years, so I'm going to have to definitely go in there and, like, you know, show who I am and stuff so I can, you know, prove myself to them and, get playing time right away as a freshman so a d2 program that ryan rebson is the coach of uh, what about coach rebson 
that that appealed to you as a player? What uh, what kind of spoke to you in regard to the way he? You mentioned the up tempo style really fits what you do, but what else did uh, Coach Rebson talk to you about that really kind of sold you on uh, going to Aurora to, to play college basketball? Um, one big thing is he kind of like understood that it was very far from home for me. And I think this was really the glue that sealed it for me. Um, he like was very understanding and he was like, we understand like you're probably one of our furthest recruits and stuff. And, um, he was like, whenever like you need to like take time, if you're like struggling mentally to go see like your family, I'm more than like happy to let you go for a few days and stuff. But he was definitely like you're you're a student before an athlete so we're like we want to make sure like you're mentally okay and stuff all the time so i think like him putting aside basketball and like understanding that i'm also a human too really like like helped me decide there like it's it's like he cared for me right away you know central girls basketball player christina manzanera is with us uh, she will sign here in just a little bit to play college basketball at aurora university in illinois and uh, you still, of course, have work to do this season, uh, uh, Christina, with uh, a little help from Montrose last night, knocking off Fruto Monument, get the Wildcats on Tuesday, and still have some some hope there for maybe a league championship if now you kind of control your own destiny a little bit. Yes, definitely. We're excited about that. Should be a big crowd for that game on Tuesday night. And I do want to follow up on one, fire, actually, you know, one final thing here before we talk with Ryland Ostrand. You reached 1,000 points recently. Uh, what does that milestone mean to you? Because that means... You played a lot as a freshman. You've uh, you've racked up a lot of minutes, a lot of time on the court, a lot of buckets. Uh, not everybody reaches a thousand points in a career. Uh, to be able to accomplish that it has to be a uh, an incredible feeling for you. Something you did here a few games ago. Yeah, it's definitely a great accomplishment that I've you know always wanted to do as a freshman. But um, I definitely couldn't have done it without the team I've had for the past four years and the coach, especially like. Her allowing me to play, you know, a lot my freshman year and trusting me kind of helped a lot because, like, you need all four years to do that. So I, it's definitely a lot of thanks to my coach and my team for that. Well, Christina, enjoy uh, this day. It's a special day, and uh, congratulations on signing with uh, Aurora University. We appreciate the time, and, and good luck. Final games of the regular season, heading for the postseason. We appreciate it this morning. Thank you. All right, we also have Ryland Nostrand with us who will be signing in a little bit. Uh, Ryland's going to sign to play baseball at Utah State Eastern in Price, Utah. Ryland, we appreciate you coming on today for a few minutes. Uh, what sold you on, on going to, to Price to play for Utah State Eastern? Um, whenever I went there, it's a kind of smaller town, but I, I really liked it. It's close to home. It's about two and a half hours, so that's nice. And I, the coach was really cool, the program, all the staff. I just loved it there. So a chance to play there for a couple of years, uh, maybe hopefully continue your baseball career at another school, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, for that uh, that initial start to your college career, kind of take us through what they envision you. Obviously, on the mound, you're one of the strikeout leaders in 4A baseball last year. What are some things they've talked to you about in regard to things you're going to work on this year, your senior season coming up here in a few weeks after basketball, uh, of things you want to really fine-tune as you get ready to go to play college baseball? So they're, they're an old team this year, so a lot of people will graduate this year. So I will definitely get my chance next year as a freshman. And next year, they're looking for me, and I'm looking to definitely develop as a pitcher. So when, when it came down to it, the, the junior college route just felt like it was the best place for you at this point in time? Yes, sir. It's, yeah. it's definitely the way I kind of see it. It's. I just want to develop as a player before I go off 
into like a four-year school if I get the chance to do that. So uh, mostly going to be pitching. Are they? Do they plan on you maybe DHing a little bit? Do you a little little bit of time at the plate, or is it mostly just your focus going to be now being on the bump? As of now, just the bump. All right. So as you head into this uh, the season coming up, of course you still got basketball. We'll uh, we'll get back to that in a moment, but. Uh, uh, you certainly, you know, a, a new coach, a guy, a coach, obviously you're familiar with though, taking over the reins for coach Yost, but uh, kind of take us through, uh, getting ready for the baseball season here pretty soon. Um, we're, we're doing all kinds of workouts right now. I think everybody's excited. I think this year we have some good potential and yeah, I think we're all just excited. And it helps to have a coach like coach Kellerby that, you know, well, taking over for coach Yost. So that's, that's a relationship that's been there for quite some time, and it makes it, I would imagine, for you and the rest of the guys, a, a pretty easy transition. Of course. Everyone loves Coach Kellerby. Well, no strand Central Warriors uh, with us. He'll be signing to uh, play baseball at Utah State Eastern over in Price, Utah. And then uh, on, the, on the hardwood, you guys are getting ready for the, the postseason. Still a couple of games left in the regular season, Ryland. And you got Fruto Monument coming up on, on Tuesday night. They clinched the, the league championship last night, but... Uh, you played them tough and stretches out at Fruto Monument. I know that you're looking forward to, to, to maybe ending that long winning streak for Fruto Monument on Tuesday night when you score off against the Wildcats. Yeah, we're, we're definitely excited to play the uh, Fruta. Um, the special thing is, is they're undefeated, so we have the chance to give them their first loss this season. All right, Ryland, we'll enjoy the day uh, of, of signing, of course, to play baseball at Utah State Eastern. We appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thank you. All right, Ryland Ostrand, one of the top strikeout pitchers in 4A baseball last year. Um, well, have signed today, as mentioned, with Utah State Eastern. Uh, also, for Central High School, you have, uh, have several players, there are several athletes signing today. Uh, Lewis Kuntz is going to play baseball at Northeastern Junior College in Sterling. Uh, also, um, soccer player Jasmine Hernandez with Colorado Northwestern and Rangeley. Softball player Jazz Finn at Colorado Northwestern. Jocelyn Olson will compete in track and field at Westminster University in Utah. You also have uh, Fruta Monuments, uh, Kyra Kolchik, uh, signing to play beach volleyball at St. Andrews University in North Carolina. And uh, mentioned Amari Wilson with Fruta Monument. He'll be signing to play football at Colorado Mesa. He's expected to join us uh, tonight uh, when we have our CMU signing show from 5 to 6 o'clock at the Blue Moon. So uh, make sure you join us for that. Starts at 4 o'clock, by the way. 120 North 7th Street, by the way, for the Blue Moon. So uh, uh, food and drink specials tonight for that. But uh, also Grand Junction's Italia Mills uh, will sign to compete in track at Colorado Mesa as well. So uh, congratulations to all those athletes. We did mention that um, Montrose has three football players. that Actually, they're going to sign next week, next uh, Wednesday. I think the uh, signing event is going to be around 3.30 at Montrose High School. So uh, they'll have uh, three football players They'll be signing next week, and uh, those three players for Brett Mertens are uh, Cortland Nelson at Carroll College in Montana, Blake Griffin, who had another phenomenal year toting the rock uh, for Montrose. They made it to the 4A semifinals. He's going to uh, go to the U.S. Merchant Marines and play football with them. Jackson Killen's going to go to Puget Sound in Washington. Should also mention that uh, Montrose runner Josh White, he'll sign next Wednesday as well with Utah Valley State. So, um, Anyway, congratulations to all those student-athletes signing letters of intent today. All right, it's uh, 934, and it's time to jump into some four-down territory. We're into four-down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. All right, uh, where are you on SpongeBob SquarePants? 
Uh, I appreciate. I don't like watch it religiously. You never I'll, have really gotten into no, it. I'll click it on and I find it mindlessly funny. Well, Nickelodeon, they're going to have their, yeah, their unique SpongeBob SquarePants themed Super Bowl broadcast. And so the broadcast booth will feature Tom Kenny and Bill Foggerbachy, the voices of SpongeBob SquarePants and Patrick Starr. Remember Bill Foggerbachy played. Um, oh, Dauber. I can't remember the Dauber from Coach. I was Coach. Gonna, it's from Coach. I knew that. And so they'll be in the announcing booth alongside Noah Eagle and analyst Nate Burleson. Yeah. They're going to be in character. Yes, too. they will, be, the they will be in character. There will also be Sandy Cheeks as a sideline reporter, which that's the squirrel, right? Sure. Sandy yeah. Cheeks? Yeah. Yep. Larry the Lobster will also be another one of the sideline reporters. Will you partake for any length of time in the Spongebob Squarepants Nickelodeon Super Bowl broadcast? No. I'm going to be unable to partake really in the main broadcast because of the other stuff I'm doing that day, so I'm not going to be able to... I thought you might might catch it though before you go out to Buffalo Wild Wings. No. No, No, because I'm going to be out there about an hour before kickoff, so won't get a whole lot of the Spongebob. Maybe if we leave before rec- the game's over. Record it. No. Okay. You're, you're just not going to watch it. If I it. was sitting down in front of the TV, I'd click it over, sure. But are you uh, are you going to have for four down territory Randy Moss's response to the other Randy Moss? No, I'm not. Do you would you like would you sure. like to, would you like to keep it or you want me to do it? You you can do it. I got mine already. Okay. So you played the clip earlier mm-hmm. of uh but Geo and Boomer. Yeah. Boomer Siason yep. and their WFAN, uh, their, their WFAN show, where their producer thought that he was booking Randy Moss, mm-hmm. football Randy Moss, not horse racing analyst and also former exactly former NFL Network broadcaster Randy Moss. Well, Boomer and Geo, you know, they, they said we thought they thought they were getting Randy Moss, and Geo's a huge Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings fan. He was very excited, and uh, so anyway, for Randy Moss though. I'm trying to find the response here that uh, Randy Moss on on X said, someone got mossed. Oh, that's funny. With three laughing emojis. Yeah, that is, that's a good one because it's true. They, they really kind of, you know, what did the pooch there? And yes, it was they did. pretty funny. Uh, I'm trying to find, apparently I bookmarked the wrong page. Oh, but, like they booked the wrong Randy Moss. Yes, exactly. I was looking because there's a story about uh, Jim Nance and what he does between games or during football games. Uh, oh, here it is. Found it. All right. Jim Nance has used, has weird habits. We've all eaten at like a football game. They Sometimes they provide food. Sometimes we bring our own stuff, whatever. Jim Nance eats. He's a guesses about 22 hot dogs a year because he only has a hot dog pregame at NFL games. Hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah. And he eats popcorn during commercial breaks. I couldn't do that. I could not do that. I get too much. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I get a kernel stuck mm-hmm. in there or a little. Yeah. 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 No, so I, he does no way. that. He says he doesn't finish the hot dog though. He leaves the last bite in the trash as sort of a weird ritual. Okay. It's kind of strange. 
No on the popcorn, though. Not, I mean, yes, yeah, the popcorn a, any other time, but not when I'm calling a game. That's a big pass. No, on Hard pass. When I'm calling the game. Absolutely. And I mentioned yesterday that the NFL is going to Brazil the first weekend of the regular season. Well, all five international games have been announced as the home teams at least have. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to host the game in Sao Paulo, Brazil. The Bears and the Vikings are going to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. The Jaguars, naturally, going to Wembley. The Carolina Panthers will be the home game in Munich this year at Allianz Arena. Okay. So there you go. That is four down territory. It's time for this day in sports history. That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, 1882, John L. Sullivan wins the world heavyweight bare-knuckle title by beating Patty Ryan in a nine-round bout in Mississippi City, Mississippi. See the Denver woman that won the women's bare-knuckle boxing championship? Nope. And a picture of her in the Denver Post? Yikes. And a big old lot of blood on the side of her head. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, she, she didn't get into a fist fight. That's <laughs> true. It's like, yikes. Uh, 1949, Joe DiMaggio signs his contract with the New York Yankees, making him the first baseball player to earn $100,000 Per year. Also, 1970, Pete Maravich, Pistol Pete, scores 69 points, 47 in the second half to set an NCAA record, but LSU loses to Alabama 106 to 104. Also, on this day, 1995, Joe Mullen becomes the first American born player to reach 1,000 points in the NHL when he assists on two of the Pittsburgh Penguins' three first three goals in a 7 3 victory over Florida. Also, on this day, 2000, with an astonishing comeback to win. The Pebble Beach National Pro-Am, Tiger Woods, wins his sixth straight PGA Tour event. Seven strokes behind with seven holes to play. Woods holds a 97-yard wedge for Eagle on the 15th and then birdies two of the last three holes to win. Woods becomes the first player since Ben Hogan in 1948 to win six straight. <clears throat> and on this day, on this incredible, phenomenal day, it seems like it was 80 years ago, Generations ago, wasn't it? I've heard close to 40 years. Feels like 100 for some. Von Miller forces two fumbles to set up Denver's two touchdowns, and the Broncos' defense frustrates Cam Newton all game to carry Peyton Manning to his second Super Bowl title with a 24-10 win over the Carolina Panthers. Imagine how many Broncos fans have been born, (laughs) grown up, lived long lives, and died between their Super Bowl victories. Between the last one and now. You hear it all the time. Sad. It's like the Cubs. Okay. Mr. Smart Alec. Are we, are we done? We're done? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good for the day. Let's get our final qualifier, shall we? Yeah. Smart ass. Um, for Buffalo Wild Wings, big game giveaway for Sunday's big game between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Table for six. 50 Wings of Buffalo Wild Wings out of Mesa Mall. Text in your first name, last name, and B-dubs to 970-242-1340. And the fifth texter, you're in to win that table for six. You're the last guy in, I think, right? This is it. Yeah. And then tomorrow morning, start of the show, we'll announce the winner of the table for six out of Buffalo Wild Wings. So, it's your last shot. Make it count. 970-242-1340. 
Get your text in now to get qualified for the Buffalo Wild Wings big game giveaway. And if you don't win, still get out there and enjoy the game uh, this Sunday. Buckeye Boy will be out there this Sunday. All right, 942. We'll take a break. Uh, still a chance for you to win a bottle of wine. It's Wine About a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Send your wine in to us at 970-242-1340. Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's Sports Leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The Team. Welcome back, 945. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Is this a UFO? No, this is Def Leppard. Oh, Def Leppard, okay. Great riff. It is a great Love riff. riff. Okay, now, yeah. That's Joe. Mm-hmm. Not uh, Pete Moog. I think Pete Moog was, so, yeah. was the lead vocalist of, of UFO back in the day. With, uh, what, Michael Shanker's little brother, right? Or is that Michael Shanker? In UFO? Uh, it was Michael Shanker. His and older he, brother's in Scorpions. Correct. Right? It's what, Rudy? I think Rudy's the one. And then Michael, right. and then Michael was in. He was Scorpions in Scorpions too for, for just a little bit. All right, uh, so we have our final qualifier. Uh, yeah, we do actually. Big Rob is the last man on uh, on the list there. You just made the list. Yeah. All right, so congratulations to him. He's in for the drawing. That is tomorrow, by the way, uh, to start out the show for our Buffalo Wild Wings right big out game giveaway. Gate. Right out of the gate. Thank you to Buffalo Wild Wings, and thank you for getting. Uh, Getting your entries in mm-hmm. and enjoy the game on Sunday, which you can hear on the team. Coverage starts at noon, kickoff at 40, 4.30 from Las Vegas Chiefs and the 49ers. All right, time to wrap it up. Open up the lid and hop in and wallow around in garbage time. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team. Oh, I love trash. All right. Super Bowl media night. Lots of stupid questions get asked. Oh, yeah. A lot of stupid comments are made. Yeah. Both the quarterbacks in this year's Super Bowl were not immune from such idiotic Dumb comments. questions, yeah. For example, Brock Purdy. That this came out. And he got asked, it was on X, that he bears a striking resemblance. Do you know to who? First person of very infamous... Uh, reputation. <laughs> no. Lee Harvey Oswald. And I, I guess I see it a little bit that he kind of looks like him. Well, apparently Brock Purdy got asked about looking like Lee Harvey Oswald, the infamous assassin of President Kennedy. I haven't. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. What do you think about that comparison? Uh. Physical comparison. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, just yeah. Like I like being compared <laughs> to uh, look like. Did I look like the infamous assassin of uh, President famous Kennedy? Famous assassins <laughs> in the history of the world. And, and but Purdy's also kind of laughing about it. If you watch yeah. the video, he's kind of got a smirk on his face, like. They're really asking me about this? They're really... Oh, they are. By the end of the Super Bowl, Chris Jones may look like Frank Ru- <laughs> or uh, Jack Ruby. <laughs> he just might. So. And then Patrick Mahomes was not immune to 
idiotic questions. Oh, is this Kermit the Frog again? Yes. Oh, man. He got asked about sounding like Kermit the Frog. What is your best Kermit I'm talking right now. That's it. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good, though. That's pretty solid. I'm talking right now. Yeah. That's it. Ah, oh, that's brilliant. That's good work for Patrick Mahomes. That's, into that's, a, that's a good, just lean into it yeah. and just go, I'm doing it. I am amused by the new Subway sidekick commercial with Travis Kelsey, sad Travis Kelsey in the background. It's pretty funny. That's pretty good. Um, also, another thing for garbage time, this kind of sort of affects our programming, but not really. Jim Rome is ending his simulcast on CBS Sports Network. Final shows hmm. Friday. He's taking the simulcast to X, formerly known as Twitter. Hmm. He's going to the X platform. The terrestrial radio program does not change, according to Rome. But he's taking the show uh, to what's formerly known as, like, what, Twitter spaces? Something like that? Yeah. So that's... An intriguing aspect. I know that he, when listening to the show, he he's had complaints about when th- the show has been interrupted mm-hmm. for CBS Sports Network, yeah, broadcast swimming or whatever. So it doesn't surprise me that he's gone down that I'm road. He's going to get even fewer viewers. He's going to on X ones of two. Also, Buck Showalter's making some uh, waves. The former Mets manager. Apparently, there's some friction of falling out with former general manager of the Mets, Billy Epler, or current, maybe, I don't know. He was on Foul Territory, the podcast with Adam Jones, A.J. Pierzynski, I believe, are the two guys on there. Sounds right. And Walter expressed frustration about load management in baseball. He said he was told that in kind of a, an example Guy had a triple and two doubles. They came in and said, he needs a day off because he ran too much around the bases. <laughs> He's like, so what do you want me to do? Do you want me to go tell Brandon Nemo, hey, you're not playing today because you played too well last night? You were way too productive last yeah. night. We need you to have a, take a little break today. Because Joe Walter likes to get guys off their feet, but still in the lineup, use the DH kind of for that. Sure. And he was told that one at one point he p- had to play or he was it was suggested to him to continue playing Daniel Vogelback against right-handed pitchers even though he hit him as about as well as I did. And kind of looks like me too a little bit. It's like, what, what, it's like what do the numbers say? The numbers say this yeah. guy can't hit left-handed pitching. That's, Why you have him in there? That's where analytics maybe is not great for baseball. Showalter's never shied away from analytics. No. But also He's very much a gut guy, and he talks about if you're not in the dugout, you don't know what's going on with the player. Like, it may say that, wow, this guy rakes against left-handed relievers in this particular ballpark, but guy didn't sleep good on the plane, didn't sleep good last night. Maybe there's issues at home, newborn stuff, babies. Stuff not wearing great. on him. Yep. Yeah. That, and he's not going not gonna to rake this particular day, and that's what you don't get strictly on numbers. Absolutely. It's, it's the human interaction, yep. the intuition – that comes from being a manager and being around guys Yep, day in and day out. He says, as a manager, your door's not open. It's cracked, but it's not all the way open. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if you heard about this. The The announcement that came out yesterday that ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery yeah. are releasing an all-in-one streaming service. I was pretty geeked until I saw the price point. Yeah, you think thinking initially, okay, this could be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
that... Um, Everything under one roof. Here's the problem. It's like 50 bucks it's, a month. Yeah, they haven't come out officially, but people in the know, John Oran, Andrew Marchand, those guys, are putting it at 50 bucks a month. Which, you know, if they bundle everything together and charge you $100 a month, you know what that's called? Cable. Pretty much. <laughs> like... They're re- it's they're literally calling it rebundling. It's cable. They're recreating cable. It's supposed to be like a what they call a skinny bundle or yeah, something. Yeah, skinny, a sports skinny. Yeah, sports skinny. Where right now you can pretty much probably with what you have right now, mm-hmm. you can get you can get I, all this I, stuff already. I have sling orange and blue with the add-ons. I pay like eighty-five bucks. I get all those already. Plus, I get a crap load more channels. I get. Yeah. NBC Universal. I get P, uh, not Peacock, but I get USA. You know, those, you get, you those get sorts other TV of networks. Yeah. Other networks are are available to you. So I like this doesn't help me that much. I'm trying to figure out who this really helps because a lot of this you can already get. I think it helps the, the people that have yet to pull the plug on cable. Pardon the pun, because. All their sports are in one spot. Yeah. They don't want to go with, you know, Disney and this and that. This may pull those people together, but like you have YouTube TV, you have all of these already. Yeah, and it's not significantly and I have more Max, expensive. So if there's anything yeah. on Warner Brothers Discovery, but then again, I already got, t- you know, you already have, uh, already have TNT know, and all so that. At at thirty bucks, I'm listening. At fifty, it's like, eh, uh, not that. I'm not that. I've seen 50 on some, 40 on another of what the cost is going to be. We don't know what it's going right. to be yet. 40? Yeah, I'll listen. Yeah, maybe. I'll read it. I'll see what's but what. But right now, I, I, I don't have any use for this because... I have them all already. I, I have them. And more and more channels than, mm-hmm. than this. All right, that's our show. Put a wrap on it today. Thanks again. Join us tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. Mark Johnson, Voice the Buffaloes, will join us uh, on tomorrow's show. We'll also give you a chance to win with uh, Who Is It? And we'll announce the winner of our Buffalo Wild Wings big game giveaway. That's coming up tomorrow. Join us at 7 on the team.